welcome welcome to the let's talk rap podcast and today i have a very special guest he's my distant relative like uh, he's i'm actually closer to him than most of my like a lot of other uh, like family members and all that i would say like people who i'm supposed to be close to i guess i'm not that close to like but some weird twist of fate like like you know like uh, even though we're distant relatives it feels more like we're like cousins like actual cousins i guess i know because i know because i've met him like you know since i was like a small kid i remember mm-hmm. going in uh, with my cousin brother anand like going and playing going to his place play you know going to his house and play playing in his place he had used to have the small dog stray dog for the name that mm-hmm. the name of the dog bounji bounji and, dog uh, Bounji. and mm-hmm. uh, he's like you know he grew up in chennai whenever i got the time to go to chennai and stay in my cousin's place we would always like meet up at that time and yeah. uh, you know like this this guy is like you know he's he's damn he's one of the most talented people i know i think he's like you know he's like culturally like you know he's taken part in so many cultural activities in school i've heard and he's like damn popular amongst his people there and he's you know he's like you know all around a very yes. well talented kind of person uh, no, so, you're setting up, setting me up for failure right now man like come on like good. you're you're you're, 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 you're the one sitting in america and i'm the one sitting in india right now <laughs> that doesn't mean that that doesn't i know i know i know i know i know that doesn't mean success but i'm just saying like mm. at least you're living in michigan <laughs> yeah right now right now yeah i guess like but, but you know what like i i do i, I for, for two years i tried so hard to get into an indian college to do an indian masters i just kept getting rejected so like yeah just go because i was never okay i was a good student right? oh by the way one, just one thing let me just say his name is bharat radhakrishnan <laughs> yeah but you have to clarify that <laughs> we didn't get to yeah. that point all right yeah, yeah thanks for having me on man i hope no I, problem, I, no. I, I hope I'm, in, i'm as interesting as you set me up for Do right now uh, i'm sure Remy. so yeah so uh, it's um I, you know like for the longest time for two years I, i i wanted to get into a masters in india but i was never that student who had that 99 plus point something percentile that you require for the iims mm. nothing uh, the isbs isb required i think a 740 750 score and um and i didn't have those credentials i didn't have any of that so for two years in a row like i kept getting rejected and then um i applied even in the us even the american mbas kept rejecting me uh, one day i was thinking i i've been working in supply chain and operations But wherever i'm applying they don't have opportunities to place me so then i found a unique course that just had everything for me and the moment i applied they, they sent me back um, an acceptance the application everything went through really smoothly that's that really explains why i'm here right now <laughs> and i'm very glad everything worked out but it was years of like pain for sure yeah it's like um... Why do you think like what do you think uh, you know now how how long has it been since you've been in Michigan right now so far how long has it been it's now? been like it's been, it's been exactly 3 weeks uh, I 3 weeks since I got up and migrated to another country let alone another city mm. okay <laughs> uh, set up a house all of that so far okay, how how's everything. how's the culture uh, how's the culture shift been like so far how's it been? um so i i think i'm i've been blessed in one way uh, with that that growing up i've always had a, a grown up on american and british culture you know movies mm. books shows so, so that really helps now that that kind of helps when you go abroad and stuff like that yeah not not really because now especially like in america saying, yeah i mean it's it's like that line from goodwill hunting uh, you know just because i read a book about da vinci doesn't mean like, doesn't i can go mean, and exp- yeah. like yeah the, you have to walk you have to walk yeah but at least at least you have like some at least you have a slight a slightly better idea i guess because that's the first thing that that i had you know when i went to edinburgh i was like i remember getting on the plane and you know i just remember seeing like everything so different like you know just experientially wise like you see the streets you see the roads you see the people you talk to people it's everything very different it's not the same and when you talk to people i guess like in india you can approach people a little more easier whereas if you go abroad it's a little more difficult to approach people because everybody's like you know just let me do my own thing let me it's my business and people are, you know so it's like that so yeah. i remember um, you know like but at the same time like yeah this is why i'm why did i expect anything different like you know i mean i've seen all this in the movies i've seen all mm-hmm. these in in like i've read or read about this like i like i remember going to edinburgh and seeing like that place where jk rowling wrote her harry potter books 
and and mm. me being like oh wow it's such a cool place and they're like yeah i mean she did live here so it's not yeah. a big deal like for the people living here it's not a big deal so i mean it's fine so i guess that's the thing like you know in that sense you can kind of make sense of it but still it's very difficult i guess i'm sure it's yeah still, yeah I'm sure it's still damn difficult no you are exactly right i think you hit the nail on the head uh, with with regards to approachability immediately off the bat but you know i i, I realized one thing on the flight um i i i had a 48 hour flight by the way it was from bombay delhi delhi to amsterdam amsterdam atlanta and then to chicago like that that totally was about 48 hours but to the point i think when i was flying through europe i was um i think from amsterdam to the us i was sitting next to a ukrainian lady she was from kiev and um, because i watch football i know the dynamo kiev uh, and mm. the fact that the fact that i could talk about a couple of players and then uh, and i knew where she was from mm. she started opening up you know she started we started talking uh. like we exchanged numbers like it 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 it, it, it then the conversation was absolutely natural uh, also another thing is uh, i don't know if it's if it's a habit of mine but it is a habit of mine uh, every week i read the economist from cover to cover sitting in india i never used to it, i never could never apply anything i would read from the economist landed into atlanta airport and i meet a guy he's from alabama he migrated from venezuela and then immediately off the bat like all that information that's just been collected uselessly in my head just been lying there suddenly just starts coming out and then he's like oh man like you know so you know exactly as much as i want other people to know about my own country and then we had a great conversation we're good friends now um so i i think I, i've been blessed in one way or i mean maybe it's just me for to I, i always try to absorb as much as i can culturally but again it comes comes back to the point unless you you're actually in the place you don't really understand the exactly. gravity of what what it was uh, the first time i walked into supermarket here i was, I was a little confused <laughs> i was it's like what what are the rules you know, you're never supposed to give up your trolley you can't like Yeah, you're I mean, not supposed to leave your trolley in the aisle. Um, you know, like I, I'm constantly walking on the left-hand side. Sometimes, in certain ways, I think we're very British in the way we do things. Exactly. Um, uh, in fact, uh, like some of the words that I use, I could never use in India. For example, words like extol or let's say you know abdicate or some things like that. You would have to dumb it down or have use simpler language back in India or Bombay to get a point across. Can't be fancy, but now over here I, I, I'm a little comfortable with the usage of my words, and I'm not trying to uh, brag about the fact that I have a larger dictionary. But like it, it, it helps hmm. a lot. Helps a I lot, and and, and and people yeah, look at me differently. Exactly, and I think there it's like. people are used to speaking english the whole time like, you know everybody mm. speaks english like 24/7 it's just basically they think in english speak in english and yeah. act in english but in india like we don't really think in english we don't really act in english we don't act like it's usually like our regional uh, languages that take a lot of a lot of our influence like you yeah. know we are like whether i'm you are malayalis or we are like you know tamilians or we are like you know from somebody from some other state or whatever even though we may know english there's a lot of regional influence that comes into the picture or yeah, you know yeah. even after that also there's one layer more which is the national influence which is the national layer which is like and i am an indian also like i'm a i we, yeah. we may be malayalis but then there's also this part like we are south indians then there's yeah. this part like we are indians and then there's this part where yeah. we're like south asians and then there's this part yeah. like we are asians and then yeah. like this part like where we are people of color also like you know if you are yeah. in america yeah. then we are like people of color because i remember going to edinburgh and i didn't find any difference between like indians and african people because i felt that we are basically the same there's no difference basically like and also like in the right. sense that in the sense of struggle i would say in the sense of struggle like in the in the eyes of the people the majority of people that live in that country they don't see us that differently in 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 the same because for them it's all the same like you know we're all people mm-hmm. of color we all have a struggle we all have a fight to get equality i guess or something like that and uh, yeah and also weirdest part is like i remember going on the flight from india to like when i was going from india to edinburgh i uh, the connect so the entire flight from abu dhabi we went we the flight went from india to abu dhabi to edinburgh so i remember from abu dhabi to edinburgh i was sitting on the flight with a pakistani dude and we were just talking like as if i just felt like this guy was from india only he didn't feel like he was from pakistan mm-hmm. it felt so normal and i was like why is the hell are we fighting about all these things it doesn't make any sense none of it makes sense like did you have, did you have like any dra- like drastic feeling like that when you reached 
america like did you ever feel like you know do you ever, when you're there do you sit there and think about all the the hip, the hypocritical stuff that happens back at home and all that like do you ever, did you ever get that feeling uh yes and no I, i think one of the first things that hit me when i landed in the us is how nice people are <laughs> it's just people i i i don't know maybe it's just me but then like uh, i walk into a store hi how are you and, and you just hit with this kindness like when you yeah. hit, when you walk into you don't, don't expect that you don't expect, you don't expect that, that. <laughs> usually you walk into a store and no one cares about it but then like yeah. the, the sales saleswoman a man behind the desk is like hi how are you i don't know if it's a midwest thing in the us but everyone's just genuinely nice i don't i don't think they see me as a person of color they see me as person which is why when when if we are sitting in india uh, at least the us and i'm not talking about your experience but i think varies greatly yeah, uh, yeah. but then you hear, sure. you 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 see these videos of, of of what you might expect what the media is trying to show you yeah, true. but then when you hear it's it's like absolutely different but again i need to put in a caveat I, i'm in a very liberal town like an extremely liberal town very multi cultural very multi ethnic um so I, i i don't know if like my experience of 3 weeks is enough to summarize what other people have gone through mm. but um uh, i don't think i've it feels like i'm at home a little bit um and to your point of the whole regional languages we had a actually one of the first thing the first days in orientation was a thing on unconscious bias and then it stuck to the larger point of racism mm. um and they got they split up all the groups and i think i was with a group of four white 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 guys um three white guys and one white girl and i think they could see a visible like they, they were like oh like we should be extra nice to him or something like that going on yeah. but then i i just i hit them with like a massive truth like i i mean i was an immigrant in my own country for 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 my entire life so uh, being an immigrant here i mean is a much bigger thing but then it feels like a natural move i always had a problem with my own identity in india like i, I like i am i mallu am i am i grew up my life all my life that, in chennai yeah so, that definitely must be like i mean i remember like i can imagine a lot of people have that problem especially if you're like if you grow up if you're from one place but you grow up in a totally different if you grow up in a different place now then you will grow up with all that cultural influence and you'll grow up with yeah. all that stuff and you kind of you kind of have to default to that most of the time because there's no yeah. other way to like otherwise how to operate you know like you yeah. can be you can be a mallu but if you grow up in say some other city you'll naturally like develop those cultural influences from that place you yeah. pick up that stuff you know it's just there's yeah. no doubt about it and you can't do anything about it you know it's like you know mm-hmm. i being a mallu growing up in cochin in a way was an advantage but at the same time it's a huge disadvantage also you don't get advantage disadvantage because in many ways like you kind of grow you kind of grow up in this bubble you don't really uh, like get out right. of the bubble and it's difficult to like you know do that because if i grew up in a different let's say i grew up in bangalore for example let's say now if i grew up there i obviously like the people that don't speak the language where i come from which is like malayalam so it would be like initially i would feel like a lot of hesitancy but then i would have maybe learned how to like deal with different people uh, you know will better maybe i don't know but i guess like growing up in being a malayalam government there's a lot of pride associated with that there's a lot of like you know like you know the minute somebody says something you kind of have to react there's a lot of reaction yeah. that comes to it so i just yeah. feel sometimes you know if i grew up in a different day, i'd probably be able to react to things a bit more differently i'd be able mm. to assess things a bit more differently but you know so that's a, that's the thing that i would say like you know so it, there's a lot of ups and downs to it there's, it's not always like perfect so yeah. that's the thing but uh, yeah i completely understand what you're saying you know it's like when yeah. you grow up in a different place it's like yeah the biggest advantage and, and to your point like I, i think i'm on the other side of the spectrum where i have seen but i've not been in that bubble yeah. that you're talking about i mean yeah. i i i honestly think i would have been a different person had i grown up with my influences from you know like uh, from kerala most of my friends all my friends were tamilian most of them were like mm. most of them were some of them are mallu as well chennai is very multi uh, yeah. multi ethnic that way However, i remember coming I mean, to your place i remember coming to your place meeting up with one of, i remember remember we, we hung out together once like i think mm. i came to your place one long time back and you took me out with your friends you went to some i think a theater or something like that in chennai uh, oh, really? i don't know don't remember yeah. this. <laughs> uh, okay this happened long time i don't know when exactly it was but yeah. yeah but anyways yeah so in terms of identity i've always had uh, the advantage biggest advantage is the fact that now i can speak 
five languages including english <laughs> like i can speak five languages including english that was i think the biggest one i think I, that that looks really good on a resume but um i think i think the other thing i mean the biggest problem i had was identity for myself because i i would i would go to go somewhere with my friends and i'd say i introduce myself as a mallu and then uh, they'd go no you're not you grew up in chennai i'd say like, yeah that is true so does that make me chennai yeah hell yeah you're chennai so then like i am now now i'm chennai i'm a chennai guy um like now i'm working in bangalore i can speak kannada now so am i a bangalorean guy i lived in delhi and i can speak hindi fairly better than relatively better than how it used to be uh, so does that make me a citizen of the northern cities now but i don't know like so in a way also i can shape shift i know the cities i've been to each big city except calcutta and hyderabad maybe but uh, i think culturally uh, identity wise i have a problem but i think it's good to have that immigrant experience before you make that move to the us made it actually easier i, I think shifting from delhi to bombay was harder culturally than it was for me going to the us <laughs> this is probably yeah. the most outlandish thing like if, if you can make a shift to delhi or bombay then i think anywhere else is easy <laughs> like anywhere else is much easier i remember mm. growing, i remember like i have a lot of friends like because see my experience growing up was a, was a little unique even though like i grew up most i did my childhood like schooling everything in cochin like we grew up in a naval background so the, mm-hmm. the biggest difference in that case was is that all my friends happen to be people from different parts of the country and we all grew right. up in this like so if you think about it it's like a bubble within a bubble mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> yeah you know, it's sort like of one. yeah and it's like that part of kerala which is that you know in cochin where there's a big naval base and that part is very different from the rest yeah. of the kerala thing, it is. you know you it don't is, have that kind of experience all across kerala you know even if you look at the the richest schools in kerala like you know like you have a school like in cochin like choy school for example like it's very rich school and lot of posh people lot of posh kids and very you know they all come there basically and the experience there is very different and it's like but it's nothing compared to if you grew up in a naval environment in in cochin it's very different because when you grow up in naval in when you grow up in a naval background in kochi it feels like you're growing up in a different place but mm. within the same state because the people around you are not at all malayalis they're all like people from mm. different parts of the country so it's yeah. very weird there was a weird mix in that sense you know right. and uh, yeah so yeah, I, guess... i think it's fair to say also cochin is is it's not really a town i think it's a fairly big city also in itself yeah, it's like city. it's fairly it is it's very small i mean, i think the advantage both of yeah it is a small city but it is a city nevertheless i mean it's mm. cultural multicultural i mean think of think of rwanda <laughs> then compare to cochin i mean see why i'm bringing that up is i think both of us have had it as advantage in living in cities that are big enough not small enough to become you know just like mm. tiny i mean i think cochin is significantly smaller than chennai but yeah, yeah. where i'm going with where where i'm where i'm going with this is come think of trivandrum i think where, where i was actually born in mm. had i grown up there i knew my my experiences uh, the people my exposure would be significantly more different and that's not too i mean there are disadvantages of living in a small town yeah you're protected you have your nice cocoon safety net all around you but uh, also it can be very jarring you know everyone knows what you're doing everyone's constantly asking up about what you're doing and i think it's an indian thing also to constantly worry about what the other person will think which i which i think some of the bigger cities have that advantage of not having mm. you can be a little free here indians have this very this 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 notion and and i'm i'm very stereo i'm being very gentle when i say this but then they tend okay, to get up in okay. your business a bit <laughs> they tend yeah. to get up your business a little bit which i think is culturally again bombay i think was a, a massive exception to that when no one really cares about your up to as long as you're not doing anything you know that's harming the public but do your thing but the moment you go to like a smaller town and i'm not talking about rand many any small town in india everyone knows what you're up to so i think it's a uh, i think it's a huge advantage that i think for me i don't know for you but it was a huge advantage that i grew up in yeah yeah as in same i, I can i can relate in the same way like i remember growing up in cochin like i had friends like i knew see the thing is we knew that uh, like before cochin actually for the first 6 or 7 years i uh, we lived in goa for the first 6 or 7 years 
and this was like so by the time i was 6 years old i think we mo- yeah we moved and then we came to kochi and then from then onwards we lived in kochi basically so like uh, after a point i knew that okay it's like if my like we are never going to move away from this place it's always it's going to be here in kochi itself it just depends mm-hmm. on like when my dad is about to when my dad's going to get retired uh, as being a naval officer and then when 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 are we going to like move into the civilian life or whatever so it was just a matter of time basically so uh, till ninth standard we uh, till my ninth standard we like we uh, we were living in the naval in uh, in katari bag and you know in the naval establishment there and life was pretty good it was very nice yeah, i'm not going to lie yeah, there's a golf, I've seen there's a golf it. <laughs> yeah there's a I've golf course there's a golf course inside yeah. that place itself you know? so yeah. i mean like everything is paid I've for i've seen the parties <laughs> you see the parties i've seen the parties i've seen the so parties it's it's pretty wild dude it's pretty wild it's like <laughs> okay, i mean I imagine imagine like being in that sort of environment for like years and years like you know mm. like now i look back at him like all these parties that we had all dancing to such cringe bollywood songs and stuff like that <laughs> is so like weird dude. like but then but now but it's amazing at the same time because you have all these friends from different parts still i'm friends with somebody like who's you know who's not like he's from uh, maharashtra he's very one of my closest friends and so there's a lot of people like you know it kind of brings you into that sort of it gives you the exposure but at the same time also you know one thing i regret i would say is not being able to like maybe grow up in a different place for some time like that was something that you know like a lot of people tell me dude what are you saying like you know uh, grow you grew up in one single place you should be happy that you, you could do that because you had like in one sense yeah i could develop a lot of friends along the way so i had a lot of friends mm-hmm. in that sense but personally for me i would would have liked to have like probably grown up in a different place just to experience yeah. something new uh, dealing yeah. with some new situations because after a point I, to be very honest growing up it kind of did feel a bit boring because a lot of my friends ended up being transferred to different cities and so then i was like you know what the hell man like these people are going here why can i go here i don't want to yeah. be stuck here and then you know yeah. somehow it just continued and yeah that's so. but yeah what you was talking yeah no no go, like I, i to your point like i i know what you're talking about but um it's it's i i think you've always wanted to go make that move to another city and hmm. get, you, you want you you're someone who likes to be in a situation of discomfort if i can yeah try yeah. to understand i you like, like being, being i like in being in that situation because it's like i know that gets the best out of me on that time because mm-hmm. when i'm yeah. comfortable it doesn't like it, i i just can't like be in that city because everything just seems so like you know like as if i don't feel like i'm growing at that moment mm, it feels like yeah, i'm being gotcha. being that you. same sort of thing i don't know why yeah. yeah yeah no no i i i am exactly like you i, I get very uneasy mm. if i'm in a comfortable situation if the job is easy i i remember in bangalore i um, i i was earning the bare minimum to survive like i was easily paying rent and i mean like i i was the alcohol is relatively cheaper than Uh, Chennai, and then I was having a good time ordering in because that those are the heydays of Swiggy and all that. And I realized that I was putting on so much weight. I was doing the same thing every week. There's this sense of just being stagnant that made me very uneasy. Uh, that uh, that I wanted to make a move to another city, uh, but to 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 like I, growing up in Chennai wasn't all that easy as well. Because when I was there at home, you'd speak Malayalam. My dad, Acha, would speak in dad would speak in English. so most of the time so then there was that those two languages were very comfortable for me now i'm going into a tamram school where everyone only speaks tamil and then i was just segregated by virtue of linguistics for the longest time i think till like till i was 15 years old i didn't have a gen i think i had good friends who were definitely like they were they were there um but then the moment i got into a class that was very multicultural everyone speaking different languages english kicks in and then that's such a unifier for everyone involved and then i felt at home at ease but till then like i i, I didn't have i i wasn't having a great time um like i, I was a real struggle you i would attempt speaking a tamil and then you know how kids are you know they they just pull your leg and stuff so that that was probably the uneasy like that, that was the uneasy part but i i did 3 years in chennai you can tell me about it. i was like i was uh, studying in amit university okay it's probably the most like tara tamil Yes, <laughs> I was because it's like I remember going to the place three years. I had, for one year I was I spent like one year hostel over there, and so like I was living with all the local Tamilians in that hostel, and 
like everybody like, you know it, it's very difficult cuz you look everywhere everybody speaking in tamil and it's like uh, very difficult to kind of i mean you can kind of understand and then you got to make jokes like ha ha it's very similar and all that stuff you like you know malayalam is better <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then you go yeah. to that phase and then you get into like like you know you get into like these arguments and stuff like that and you know and then you kind of understand but it's very difficult to kind of um you know especially when you don't know the language very difficult to like um, yeah. kind of i mean you can see the thing is like it's not that about like it's like there's so many things you can understand you can understand mm. a lot of the cult like what the what culturally what is happening in the mm. place you can understand you can understand whatever was happening you can make mm. sense okay why is this guy doing like i remember a friend of mine his name was jay kumar so he was like this crazy guy okay like he used to be like uh, i mean he won't listen to this podcast so like uh, so this guy is like he used to be so crazy i he used to like do macha macha we'll go we'll go and uh, drink and all that stuff so i remember him taking me to like i was i had to go to velima's house okay so he came with me to that place and then just before entering velima's house like he's like macha we'll go and drink then you go inside our house and so then he took me to the tasmak there's a tasmak there no Yeah. He took me there, and this guy bought somehow he arranged the money he got on bottle, and then he just like with his hand he like bought the bottle from the bottle. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that's poisonous stuff. Yeah, that's poisonous stuff. Out. He had that one rupee that you get those uh, water packets. Water out. packets. Yeah, oh shit. You yeah. you did that experience. Plastic oh, glass. Plastic glass. And then he put that inside. I'm like, what the fuck. Like I have bought. No, I I I have gone out like nights out with. with people here and i've come back home and i've seen people here like not get up from their beds after mm. that entire binge drinking session and then they're looking at me going are you not affected like dude like I, you don't know what i've been putting into my system <laughs> all my life in chennai <laughs> that stuff that you get at that tasmak can put you in a hospital really well, that was some, that was that was one crazy experience bro like i mean like I can't even imagine like but we used to have you, so many of these things we we went on the night Did you pour it into a did you pour it into a glass like a plastic glass plastic plastic or plastic or plastic Do you have like those do you have those um, packets of chips or something like on the side Yeah yeah oh, pickle was there. we used to pickle. take that stuff we used to take that stuff take it out and then we used to have it, it was crazy bro like um oh, oh my God. that was so insane I, I can't If, okay to summarize what have said thus far i think it's uh, and i'm not an expert in europe i think india is europe on steroids basically it's just you know i, I think it's like assume that we're kerala's france and then germany is like tamil nadu you make that transition you know the language changes everything changes cultural changes you know, I, i think that's the only way you can put it we we are european in that sense of having that but we just have like we're clubbed into one country but it's too it's, it's clubbing us into one country doesn't define all the diversity involved in it and then you uh, got like you got like uk that like that's like uh, you know uh, kashmir but kashmir like only uh, you know uh, kashmir's dream would be like to be like uk leave the european union Yeah, a little bit i think i think i think it's i think we we we're on to something here <laughs> we're on to something here. there's definitely a thesis paper that we can write about this I, i i've always had this passion for geopolitics i don't know why and the, usually the the book i'd be reading under the and under my table would be something geopolitically related it's, it's not that like i i i, I like I think geopolitics is funny. It's just everyone should see it, and then you'll realize that you know there's a lot of funny stuff going on mm-hmm. in the world. That's that it's enough to read it and get a kick out of it. Um, you know, there's that, this that book. I, uh, you should try if you like the geopolitics. Now I recommend this book. Read this book called uh, "The Futurization" by Parag Khanna. Uh, he's a very he's damn he's uh, he's actually an American. Uh, he's an American actually, but he he settled in Singapore right now. and uh, he kind of like he's now he's very successful now in singapore he's an indian but he grew up he grew up is very fascinating he grew up a little bit in dubai then he went to america then he grew up did his rest of his schooling education there so he has a very good american accent then from there he went moved to singapore and now he's living in singapore he's married and stuff like that but he writes this book about how asian economy is like how they in, how they've like integrated like a lot of the uh 
you know like a lot of the economic systems and all that stuff are well integrated now it wasn't like how it was before and like how people are moving from the west to the east now there are more people moving from the west to east there aren't more but i'm saying that the number of people moving from west to east is rising slowly like especially like people i'm not talking about india because india is still like less but i'm i'm talking about people in places like singapore hong kong and yeah. uh, china japan all these places and all that stuff people are moving because they kind of jobs are slowly the job rate is slowly coming down in the west especially when people are finding it difficult to pay their own people jobs or give their own people jobs so people are trying to figure out what are the alternative ways to get these jobs you can't africa is not a place where you can get a very high skill jobs you know europe also is very like you know protective about its people they're not going to let mm. people like yeah. get jobs and stuff so like which is the other region in this which is other part of the world that doesn't mind letting people come in and get jobs is probably singapore japan china and all these places thailand and all these places also they're going to yeah. let people come in you know so i guess yeah that's i mean it's an interesting point that you bringing up but i have my i actually have a point of view on this and that actually encapsulates why i had to leave india um in a way uh and, and this is not my experience i'm speaking from other people's experiences um that when you do a good job and you work really well it's not really recognized immediately mm. there's a toxic work culture that that, yeah, yeah. that i think a lot of our generation is not able to cope up with especially now things are going becoming work from home exactly and uh, the more i look at it most indian companies they're just not innovating it had tcs just one day looked at um you know 10 years ago looked at what microsoft is doing when they opened up data centers which is what the one drive is right now had they looked in that direction and made like a cloud computing tech, sorry as in a cloud service data centers in india um you know indian businesses would be buying tcs uh, like like driver software but microsoft was sitting on that loss making thing for so long and now it's one of the most profitable ventures for their company uh, it's it's that's that's the glut that india has right now um the asian economy singapore and hong kong i can't speak for them but that it's an indian problem that we we're just we're, even our software we're, we're just like factory outputs we're just doing codes that could necess- not necessarily need to be done by a high skill coder can be done by someone who just got out of you know four years of engineering that's what we're really churning out It, it it's we have to break that mold and start making products product that i really love royal enfield is doing so well it's 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 it, it hit record sales in uk i don't know the number but then like it, it gives you an example that if there's an indian product and we make it well it will sell well it's it's beating harley davidson over here uh, the, the, like wow. the, the seriously this thing yeah it's beating uh, in in terms of rankings on most youtube channels i see royal enfield is up there in terms of it. what is the, like number like, like what, what are the models do you have any idea what are the models that are selling the most over there like i know I the continental yeah i think, I think continental uh, sorry go on you know i no i was just saying like there's a model called the himalayan so i'm not hmm. sure whether that is like selling a lot you know it's like an off road bike basically so yeah. i thought maybe that would be something that people there would be more interested in i guess it's it's um the himalayan i think is more popular with the more hilly areas in the us the more hilly ones but then the continental gt from what i've read is really doing well in california and most beaches beach towns because people like to have that um you know link it depends on your terrain the world war world war and all so i have an enfield so i am like com- i completely agree with it. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fine product. It's a it's it's a great bike. It's and it's not as expensive as as a Harley Davidson or a Ducati. You can buy it. You can afford it. Uh, you know, it's it's a cool thing to have. It defines. It makes you gives you personality all of a sudden. And that's an Indian product made out of let's say Chennai. That's just like selling across the world. Why, why can't we need more industries like that? And and I am and I know I'm I'm sitting in a chair. telling other people hey go do this but i think that's really where the glut in entrepreneur entrepreneurial investment or there's just not that focus to making something which think, is there in the us yeah but the thing is actually it's that is actually not because of the fact that indians don't have the ability to do it it's just that the government doesn't like allow people to like it doesn't give them the option to do all the stuff yeah and yes it, it and no it, it, hmm. the rules are so strict and it's like yeah. so like 
like at, le- at least like you know just setting up a business or like even innovating trying something different opening up the market for different like modes of uh, earning money and all that stuff that is not even like publicized by the government at all for many you know for many part basically like you know yeah that's the only that, problem. That, it, it, but now that i'm in the us um, now that out to your point about government our government not making enough strides i think the, the yes and no uh, just to give you an example that demonetization thing i'm not i don't have a point of view on that but what it has done by with upi and google pay coming in it's actually facilitated so many tiny businesses to start for example let's say i'm a cake i, I make cakes now is sitting in bombay uh, i put up i put up a, a whatsapp send a whatsapp message to a bunch of people saying that hey i make cakes would you like one and then uh, now i don't need to set up a payment gateway anymore this is my upi id send it and i'll get it delivered through dunzo all those are public initiatives yeah, that that is actually there but like i think starting of the business is fine but i'm what i'm talking about is like you know the next step which is to actually mm. market the Agreed. business right like to get Agreed. it on, to get it on full scale because i think what these those government has done they've done well is what they've done well is to like allow people to start businesses that i'll give them props but then the next part which a lot of other countries like the country that you are living in right now what they do so well is that they they market their stuff you know they yeah. they put a lot of like if you start a business like i'm sure within seconds in america i'm saying if you start a business in america i'm sure within seconds people will like somebody will come uh, come to you and say you know what if you want i'll help you market your business better i'll help you do this i'll tell you what to do here and you know you make a lot of money that way and all that stuff here in india you start a business you have to do everything it's like from the start like you have to start the business to go out and market stuff and like only when your business becomes popular enough or becomes big enough do people other people start taking notice they want you to do all the work they don't want to do any of the work basically yeah. and that's the irritating part i guess you know there's no help there's yeah no help. i i completely i completely agree with you i have nothing to change on anything you've said uh, in fact i'll add something to that now, this is an experience out of bombay because my warehouse used to be in this place called bivandi it's really on the outskirts and most mm-hmm. factories most amazon's warehouse flipkart everyone ikea as well most of the warehouses are situated in bivandi um and you, when you go on bivandi the first thing you notice is how terrible the traffic is and it's very clear why that is so yeah. uh it, it is very it, it it is very clear if you are going to make a warehouse hub in that part of the city or where whichever state you need to make sure your roads are good basic infrastructure is there if if like millions of like or crores worth of goods are going into these factories you need to make sure it's going out and going in as smooth as possible uh, and and that's where there is no i think they're doing something about it but it's still a two lane road too it's a two lane road where no one can it's it's, a, it's like i've had shipments get delayed for over 3 hours customers don't understand what it is and i have to deal with this headache of what can you do the road is unusable at this point that's that's like i'm talking about basic infrastructure well, the us has the interstate you know like china's making roads but there are different government if they decide to uh, you know build a port somewhere they can just lift a community and say you go stay there like you have no say in the matter and like, well, indians indians will have to our government will have to purchase land at retail at the price at the asking price get that done so as a democracy those are the give or takes but hey listen like at least that's the real problem basic infrastructure in the crucial aspects but from what i'm reading i think they're changing things but um those are the things that we need if once you get the infrastructure in most businesses will go okay i know my shipment will arrive on time my costs of delivering are going down so now it's feasible for me to make a profit out of this business uh, that's how i see it but we've made massive strides in other things for example telecom uh, you know data is cheap uh you know i i can name like three four other things that that india does so much better than the us does uh but i mean not everything these are just baby steps so like uh what do you where do you see this um like this the trend heading like with with like you know with technology and stuff like that like where do you see it going in the next 5 years what we will be like, the especially, biggest especially with bitcoin coming into the picture like massive like heavily 
I, uh, I'll, I'll answer that question in two parts. One, it'll benefit us massively because we have a large uh, population of software engineers that we're churning out, even though they might be basic to high level, it'd be more basic. I think they will be the biggest beneficiaries of that tech boom because now you have a market of skilled, semi-skilled or skilled engineers coming through that can output a code. Um, I know a, a software engineer will be shocked at the things I'm saying, but then uh, <laughs> the way I'm putting things across. Second thing is Bitcoin. I think I think crypto is the way forward for one reason. I had a terrible experience with the bank, not just in the US, with the Indian one as well. Because getting the money transferred from there to here took me three weeks. Three weeks. And that transfer itself involved me paying taxes to the Indian government, taxes to the American government, currency exchange rate tax conversion. Now that 100 rupees has now become, I don't know, 80 rupees or something. Not 20%, but it's it's diminished. Why am I paying you for something that's rightfully mine? Um, You know, it's like I've earned it. I've already paid my income tax. Now I can't, I just transfer it over. With a Bitcoin and crypto coming in, where you have a uniform currency across the world, it makes perfect sense for that to happen. I think it's a no-brainer. And I think the banking industry definitely needs a jolt because they haven't received one for a very long time. Do you think like in, in when it comes to Bitcoin, like things haven't like actually like caught up as much as they should, you know, with regards to what's happening in America and like um, you know, especially America, because in India, like you still like it's in the beginning stage. There is Bitcoin. There are people who are uh, buying Bitcoin here in India, but it's not like people don't still don't even know what it is actually. You know, a lot of yeah, people no, that, don't, that, don't even have any idea. Is it like is it a digital wallet like Paytm or something like that? So people have yeah, no, yeah, idea no, uh, no. You, you, you. That is that is exactly the point. Uh, I think it's a, for example, I was talking to a molecular biologist um, recently. His name is Vishwath. Yeah, we were talking for a while, and then he he made a very interesting point. And I'm talking about vaccines, and I'm trying to make the similarity between vaccines and bitcoins. So, uh, in, in in the problem that scientists have is that they're not able to dumb down a, a scientific product down to common people like us mm. all the only thing i know about a vaccine is that like it gives me antibodies to fight it i don't know how how it works but i don't care because i don't need to know how it works right bitcoin you do need to know you're putting your money into this thing uh, will your money come out is this a ponzi scheme like, i think computer scientists themselves need to be able to uh, explain it like in an easier way to us to make it simplify it to really dumb it down so that we go oh okay so this is an option right now i think it's a little too misty i see it perceived as um i i can tell you off the bat no one above the age of 60 very few people above the age of 60 would be buying bitcoins even after and they won't be so uh, it's, it's usually associated it's associated with this millennial generation that's just going that's just hyping up hyping up this it's thing probably, which i think it's probably like the next like you know when laptops and desktops came into the picture like it was a huge thing and at, you know the earlier generation the old slide older the older generation didn't really pick up on that much all that much mm. and people you know so now it's become a big thing i think bitcoin is in that stage right now where mm. people are like you know it's just a matter of time when this is like a global thing and everybody's mm. using it and like yeah. you know people are buying stuff in bitcoin like you know so, because i don't think see people i think initially when i heard about bitcoin i was like okay that's interesting it's like a currency that you can like uh, there's no like you know there's no exchange this thing none of that's there it's like all depends on how many you buy but i didn't know that you could like when it comes to you could also like buy like like parts of the bitcoin itself like you could buy like one third of it or even like right. one eighth of that itself yeah you could buy like yeah. parts even uh, one bitcoin because one bitcoin i think is worth i think crazy amount some sixty thousand yeah. dollars or some shit like that like it's, it's worth a lot yeah, it's there are nefarious and positives out of a new technology such as Bitcoin. And the biggest advantage is this. Currently, the financial system is regulated by the US. They are, uh, like for example, let's say tomorrow India does something that the US doesn't like. They will say, okay, we are going to freeze these accounts, this thing, we're going to place economic sanctions. And then all of a sudden we're dealing, you know, like that's what's happening in Afghanistan. No? Yeah, like now, now the th- uh, yeah, so in Tal- the Taliban right now, they have $9 million or something in foreign aid, which has now been frozen. Now the price price of like bread and everything skyrocketing. Um, okay, forget the Taliban. Okay, Venezuela, let's say bad government, but the people are the ones suffering from it, right? From the, the decisions of this 
leader that's that's going rogue. Um, now they are going malnourished because now these foreign reserves. However, let's say that they don't have to be a part of the banking system. They have a Bitcoin. It's out of it. Let's say now they've gone from Venezuela to like Colombia. They flee their their place. Now they can use their Bitcoin to buy services. This money is not stuck back in that country. I think it's a, that's the good side of it. But the nefarious one is yeah, like, uh, there could be ransomware attacks. Um, you know, you can't trace where the money is gone. You know, money laundering. could be one way that uh, it's it's one way to eat, convert your money into clean money i don't know the exact process but i know that there is a way to do it um ransoms ransomware all of that so uh, that's the, 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 the there's always an ugly side to a technology right that's the one so i think there will be a lot of hesitancy to adopt it for for a while slowly i think with more services start up let's say if i could pay a cobbler or a dishwashing guy or a let's say Right, my dry cleaning agent um, with bitcoins Bitcoin. then then that opens up that 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 just makes bitcoin more approachable but in a country like in, but i think in a country like america it's damn easy to do this i mean uh, but in a country like india it's like i mean to get everybody like um, on board is going to be very difficult cuz you first you got to like even like digital currency even to now also people don't in india not everybody's like now it's changed a lot of you go to different parts of even rural parts of india also people are using digital currency like paytm google pay and all this stuff you see auto rickshaw drivers also using it but to get them to start to change into this will take a long time and first you the, that's not the that's not the first thing the first thing is to like actually like you got to convince them that this is this is the right thing for them you know because yeah. like they most people are so used to like just giving cash uh mm. in front of people and then just finishing the business there itself but Mm. to get people more and more uh, to make them understand that if you use this you have more independence you have a you have slightly more independence like compared to what you had before like here it is you can like you know you don't have to give any money to anybody else you just no middleman nothing none of that sort is there you know like you're not going to pay you're going to pay exactly for what they ask you right it's going to be like this there's no bank that's going to like cut money from that there's no service charges They're like you mm. you don't have to take money from the atm and they cut like 30 rupees every time from your account yeah. or something like yeah. that none of that is there you know yeah. you want to deal with all that stuff but yeah. that and all you got to like, explain to people and it's going to take a long time for people yeah, to will. understand that if you if you're talking about all the big banks there the big ones that are really going to suffer but i'm i'm also thinking of the implications of it for example i'm i have taken a loan for my education it's from a bank that probably has taken money from other people that have deposited money and then i am the one paying the interest rate on top of that that's how they make the money now assume a larger majority of people start taking money out of the bank they they take the savings away now the bank has very little money to give me you know that it's going to be a problem um i think those are some implications that are there i don't know how that's going to play out you know how how will the future of loans look like let's assume i want to go do my education like do i have to beg people bitcoins you know like to get to go and pay my education i i know i'm not an expert about this but then i was i'm thinking of those kind of implications as well but i i 100% believe that banks have been sitting on their haunches for too long and they need a shake up and this is definitely a good shake up i think yeah. i think it'll get them working better and and uh, progressively changing maybe like you know considering like lowering interest rates a bit for the common people just a bit maybe and also like maybe try to you know like wave off loans for people who are coming from like you know very deprived backgrounds like who can't pay back their loans at least wave off that or you know like at least like and also like you know understand which which are the most important areas to invest uh, to give like to give people money in like for example like it shouldn't be the case that somebody some like let's say for example an actor comes and asks the bank like i need a loan for this major project that i'm doing like it's like this massive like film project and i need this humongous amount of loan and you know we'll pay pay you back the money as soon as we get the money from our you know the audience and the people or whatever and stuff like and whereas there's somebody else who's like waiting to get a loan for like starting his education starting his career you know i mean i feel i feel like there's there are varying degrees because i feel like it's if a person can't get a loan for his education or a person can't get a loan for just like buying their house you know getting a good place to stay or you know 
or something like or you know at least like using that money to help other people kind of like build houses you know if, if there's mm-hmm. somebody is living on the road if that money it can be used to like kind of help that person just build a house a very basic house that itself is a huge thing like you know so i feel like those things if people put more focus on that i think then it, then i think banks really operate on a level that is perfect like people will everybody will be kind of happy that you know oh, these people are highly responsible they're highly mature they know what they're talking about unless like uh, compared to what you see now you know now people are like you know you look at banks it's all about profit they'll give the money to the people who they know that will get them returns and they know that yeah. they're going to get returns fast yeah so it's yeah. like they know that if they give a if they finance like if they finance a big industrial project like for example like there's this massive project that's coming in kerala it's called the semi high speed rail corridor so it's this rail corridor from the north of kerala and it's going all the way to random along mm. the coastline so for yeah. that like there are all these banks and you know all these things coming together and they're all trying to like pitch they are like there some people are like we're going to put this much money into this for investment in this a lot of banks are coming in telling the government we lose because they know that they'll get their money back and they'll mm-hmm. get interest of it and they get a lot of money from the interest right now yeah. imagine the number of people whose houses and these things have they'll have to be like a lot of houses that people have to leave because a lot of land grab no a lot of people are buying land and all. so it's like all that is there and so a lot of people lose their houses housing is houses are gone jobs also now so the people will say like you know the government will actually put it across in such a way that yeah but we're going to create jobs this, this semi high speed thing is going to come up and we're going to give jobs yeah. to people and they're going to work in yeah. these places so i yeah. mean like it's done in such a rosy way that it's like for people to come and we say that to people now okay we're doing this project so that these you get jobs and you can work with us right so now the banks are smiling and they're laughing because they're like yeah you do all that you say all that because all we care about is like that interest that you're supposed to pay mm. us back yeah. and we care and who are the people who are actually doing this in the end where is the government getting all this money from it's coming from the people the people the poor people are the ones who are paying all this money as in yeah. as tax so yeah. i don't yeah, so that's the only thing yeah, my, yeah it, you you may you came you mentioned an impor- important point from that like i completely agree with most things you said Uh, that one interesting point you said is you they're going to give it to people who will most probably give back a return and and when they see me they they took my statements my income statements they they saw that like i've been working for 4 years so clearly this guy doesn't have you know any problem with his vices he's really at least he he has a he's had a stable income so giving this guy an education loan might give us those returns they when they see me but let's say someone who hasn't been educated and i think that's something kerala does well and there's one thing kerala doesn't do well two things they do well is they get education and they get healthcare working you know i think but the problem is after you get educated where are the jobs <laughs> i still need to go to chennai i still need to go to chennai i still need to go to bangalore like yeah, there's a brain drain happening the, in our own state that's the biggest problem dude like in the biggest issues like kerala does ev- almost like 90% of things kerala does right this is that that last 10% which is like the jobs part of it the unemployment It's that's huge. like the you can't say that word you know the problem is if you say that word like if you see all these shows or you just hear people talking kerala everybody in kerala will not even they'll all assume that this is not a problem Yeah. So they talk about other things you know they say that you know oh it's this it's that you know the reason why we're not doing well is because so and so was in corruption and so and so was this but the yeah. real problem is is that is unemployment and yeah, unemployment is. is a unemployment is a big issue i think kerala has the highest unemployment rate and the problem is that i was just wondering okay how good would it be if people could just stay like if you're a malayali growing up if you could like stay in kerala and yeah. do your job in kerala and yeah. like succeed in kerala like if you could do if you could work in like hp but in kerala if the hp office mm. was in kerala and if you could work here imagine how great that would be you wouldn't yeah. or imagine like if you had like uh, an amet university uh, a similar mm. thing i mean there are there is actually something similar to be fair, to be fair but like let's say you had like a very prestigious university there are but i'm just saying like let's say there were more in kerala mm. uh and people then have you don't have to go you could do it in kerala itself you know let's say that option was there where you didn't have to like because here what happens is that when you reach a certain age you no know, it's like guaranteed you're going to leave 
it's like there's no doubt you know i know a lot of my friends all my friends i have at some point or the other said you know oh by the time reach 21 22 it's like yeah it's time for we got to go we got to go to bangalore or we got to go to chennai one of these two places like we got to go and we got to do something there and it's yeah. like that all the time it's every yeah. you, you very rarely to see somebody like will be like yeah i've got a job here i'm working here like wait how do you get this job like oh yeah. you must know somebody there must be some connection some you must know somebody yeah. that's how you got this job and all but yeah. you can't get a job just like you can't even get a a good job you know when i mean a good job meaning a job you know from a reputed place even if it doesn't pay you that you can't even get that because it's like uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of biases a lot of um, lot of corruption that happens here yeah. and this frankly there's not enough jobs in the first place to even give it to people so yeah, that option is not even there so i the kind of see i'm i'm someone who stays away from political conversation all the time but then um i think i was speaking to someone from bombay and bombay is the the, the definition of capitalism right yeah so i think i was speaking to this girl i think she was she was telling me that she was uh, she's a member of this communist uh, left 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 leaning group or whatever what are her, her words so then she's she's telling me malayali like oh your your government is excellent like look at kerala and stuff like that uh, and i'm staying quiet i can't say anything like do should i get involved should i tell her the truth like, why am i in bombay like why am i in bombay i'm a malayali i i grew up in chennai there's like, a there's my... a reason you should tell her you know a lot of these people ask me like you know i i met a lot of people who tell me oh you're from kerala no so communist like government has done a very good job like you know they've helped people like get out of poverty kerala's least pov- like the least poverty stricken state in the country people are more educated and all this blah blah bullshit mm. and all that stuff i'm like there's a reason why the communist color is red there's a reason for that <laughs> if you understand it comes with violence it comes with a lot of their people kill yeah. each other like on a regular basis and they will these guys will do anything to make sure that they are in power anything mm-hmm. when i mean anything it's i'm not meaning like just put money under the table i mean like anything they will do anything and if you're ready to do yeah. that if you're ready to do that then you can get into communism otherwise yeah. you don't get into communism <laughs> <laughs> you live there longer man you know better than me like uh, the the that, that 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 just answers a huge thing sure i mean like if i if i if i fracture my my ankle in chennai i'll take a train to kerala for my treatment like i'm i'm, I'm not going to get it in yeah. chennai like I, i if i want to put my kids through school i'll do it in kerala but, but i i grew up in when i would go for my summer holidays in 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 uh, trivandrum i know i know my cousin narin used to go to school then he had saturday and sunday off but he would also have tuesday thursday also off because there'd be some protest there'd be something and i realized the effects of it sure. yeah hartal and and the effects okay for him he's happy he's a kid he doesn't want to go to school right but i i still love those someone, i still love those you i still yeah, love you, that you, you you and i used to be envious of him like damn that's cool dude like i, I don't need to go to school like uh now i'm thinking of okay let's say i, I wanted to go buy coconuts to make you know chutney or something now i can't do that because the supermarket's shut i don't have milk to buy things and that's what's affecting businesses it's yeah. very clear and apparent why the system isn't working and no one's waking up to the fact that oh okay now oh, what dude because- the thing is the funny thing is like with people like living living in kerala all this while and people talk about communism and all this stuff and i'm like dude you don't you guys like i i soon other people and they all have so much praise for kerala okay they'll they'll talk so highly about it i'm like do you even know what communism is it's like it's a it's a repressive system that kind extremely, of extremely extremely repressive and doesn't and doesn't like allow you there's no creativity that comes from it mm, there's nothing. no like you are made to feel like you're all the same and like mm. your struggles are the same as other people's struggles like no my struggle is not like somebody else's struggle i don't struggle mm. the same way as like somebody who's like coming from a poor family that person struggles mm. differently and and not because i have as an ego for my side but because like that's the truth and we shouldn't like we shouldn't try to uh, we shouldn't try to uh, like you know put that under pressure on the carpet and like the same thing and you should also acknowledge that that person needs to be helped or this person or in my case i need to be checked if i do something yeah. wrong basically right yeah. so now if i whatever my words are whatever i do and all that stuff it's important to do that but if we all assume that we are the same we're living in a fantasy land and that's the biggest yes. issue that's the biggest problem i have with yeah. uh, kerala 
don't get me wrong like I'm funny. I I I love love where I'm from my identity but the thing is uh, if I if I was a business owner and I want to start a business I'll never go to Kerala like yeah. I never uh, it, it, let's say I'm manufacturing pillows uh, and then let's say one of my workers has had to work and don't get me wrong I I think corporations also um, like abuse their workers too much make them work too much that that is unacceptable uh, let's assume in kerala like someone's worked an extra hour at their job now they go um, they go to the union they complain and now my factory shut down when i could have just paid him his overtime maybe compensated it in some other way uh, bangalore doesn't have that problem karnataka doesn't have union issues so i'll definitely go and set up my play my plant near mysore or something where where i will get it that, that that it's just it's very brain dead to think about it um it's it's uh, that's really it unions just but kill think, all of it but i think kerala i think the thing is in kerala there's this belief i feel that um, i guess the belief is that like there are other states that will get us jobs so it doesn't really but does it really matter that you know you work here you work there we can still go there we can make our state good but they they can they can have the jobs there we can make our state good like you know mm-hmm. so like we can always come back so there's that feeling but that's a very like sort of i don't know i guess it's slightly immaturish you know when you think about it in that way like like you got to make sure that your people have like you know you can't put the entire onus and responsibility on somebody else or a group mm. of other people and expect like them to be okay with it all the time that you know yeah people are coming here and working here and doing this and doing that and all stuff at some point like you got to be like yeah we need to do something for our people you know like yeah. the the see like we can travel across the country we can work anywhere and we can yeah we can do that stuff that's there i completely understand but at some point like you know imagine if those those people get affected one day what if the mm. jobs from those cities like bangalore and all the places and all they go down what are you going to do then what's going to happen then are you going to like mm. you know like where else are you going to go you can't like even dubai also like slowly stopping people uh, like dubai is closing the doors of malayali is like you know, because on yeah. malayali but indians in general because they need like you know people have understood that in dubai it's like you know uh, there's like i think 60% of the population there's indian 60% and <laughs> emiratis em- emiratis are only like i think 12% that's it so like yeah. there's this real fear there that they're going to be invaded by indians at, at some point <laughs> yeah. they already have been <laughs> yeah so they already have been. but there's that fear you know that that's going to happen and uh, so it's like for that reason only like you know um uh, it's going to be difficult for kerala it's like especially growing up now to like how things are going to go forward you know how where they're going to get jobs and so because especially now because jobs are you know even in bigger cities like bangalore and chennai and all that it's not looking good now no looking that good especially during no, the pandemic no 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 not now the it, it, i think in the us they had a uh, amazon wanted to set up the headquarters in states in, in the us started putting up presentation slides this is what we'll offer you for the first time it's turned the other way where public enterprise is flipping the other way now now i'm thinking of india situation hyderabad when facebook and most of these places are coming in apple uh, they gave them the red carpet like this is cyberabad this is a vision of what the city is these are the things that we will give you we'll give you the high speed internet all of that and then they've moved most of their businesses to hyderabad uh, that's how Uh, you attract businesses that, that um, and and right now most of those businesses are american businesses we need them to come here and spur our economy on kerala will never be in that position every uh, like software maybe kerala can get but because you're not you're not shipping anything right you're sitting in an office but amazon or one of those other manufacturing companies will never come to kerala they'll never think of that no so that's the that's the that's the messed up part you know i keep thinking about that you know when amazon set up their uh, that big building in uh, was it uh, hyderabad i think they set up a huge building in hyderabad recently you know i think last year or last last year something and i was like damn this could have easily been in kerala you know and you know i've heard like the thing is the funny thing is i've heard people say that kerala is the best place for these companies to actually come and settle down because the people here are a bit more educated they're more a little yeah. bit more they're actually very qualified you know it's just that yes yeah. you know they're actually qualified if you set up something here 
people will do the work in the best possible way and they'll and you know it it can easily be kerala can easily be the like you know it could easily be the best state in the country by a long margin it could be like yeah. nobody could be able to like you know i think most people in the country would like to come and said if if kerala had been like this industrial hub at the same yeah. time, but then it's not it, it, on that it, it 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 comes down to another thing and not just about kerala what india itself now now if you think about it now i've done i've worked at my job for about 4 5 years in india and i want a masters degree i would do anything i would i would give up my arm to like to get my masters degree in india but it's just so hard let's say the government sets up many more iims many more educational institutions like the uk australia and the, and the us too now i have you have an outlet or an output of indians high skilled indians going into the marketplace after a business degree or masters degree uh, and not only that we can attract people from other countries as well you know sri lanka uzbekistan like we have so many asian countries there that, that are not looking to go to the us because it's expensive or australia or in or england like we could make a, a much better network of high skilled universities where people can go to and then your your business is coming i think that's the easiest way to do it that's how us is just churning out all these companies because they have these graduate students out of some of the best universities why can't we make that network why can't we have more isps more iims not necessarily saying that they're like the best in the world but it gives you an outlet we need many more of that and why can't someone like me who's who's not a 99th percentile guy on paper get in and work on work on making india better but it it's it, gonna it, take it comes a long down time it's going to take and, a long and, time and 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 it's not that in isolation you know like youngsters like us we want many things we want like quality of life we want like clean air to breathe we want uh, you know good roads to go on we want we want to be burdened less with taxes we want savings all these things don't come immediately to don't us have fun those things <laughs> yeah it's exactly you want to enjoy your, your work culture yeah. very important yeah. like work life balance is slightly off the off the rails over here yeah. uh, you want to have all of these things and if you don't have any one of those things you will get up and move to canada or the us and i completely understand why people are doing it and i'm not saying it because i'm here Like I, I, I've never judged anyone for leaving India and going this whole brain drain thing. The one of the biggest, the hypocritical things I've seen, like, is that when you hear all these people now, these successful people like who've lived abroad and like, they'll come, like, they'll come back to India and they'll like shit on like the the foreign countries. Like they'll say like you know the same country that they worked, they made a lot of money in, and they became very successful in. like you know mm. like you see all these like the, the you see these you'll see this in like politicians mostly or like all these big people and all stuff but a lot of other people also have I've seen like who've gone abroad lived there worked and become successful they come back and they shit on these countries because like maybe they didn't become they didn't make it big uh yeah. you know soon in that case or whatever so it's like it's weird the hypocrisy is like is is there for all to see <laughs> yeah it is it is it's massive it is massive Anyways, so like um, I think we've spoken for a long time, dude. Like I'm, I'm really sorry if I have to like there was something like <laughs> you have to like get. No, no, it. this is interesting. No, no, this is this is super interesting. I I definitely enjoyed having this conversation, being part of your podcast, my first ever podcast discussion ever. But yeah, hopefully I was interesting enough we, for you. We'll listeners. definitely do it one more time when the time zones are like maybe a little bit more perfect, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. This, this is the sucky part about like having a day, like you know the time zone part of it. America, India is like it's twelve hours, no? Twelve hours behind. Twelve right? hours, exactly. Twelve hours. Twelve hours behind. So you're ahead of me. How's the future look? <laughs> <laughs> future is like uh, you know uh, dead roads and uh, gloomy skies. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. I love it. All right, <laughs> bye, man. Chalo. All right. All right. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We'll do it again one more time. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. I, I enjoyed can, this. Thanks for having me. Meet, hopefully, we can meet up at some point also in the future. Yeah. Things yeah, will like better. This. I All know, right, dude. See you. Take care. Good night. Take care. Good morning. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Good night.